This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Good morning. Good evening on your end. How y'all doing over there? We're good. We're great. We're oh. blessed. Thank you. Did Indonesia do a time change? Yes, sir. I'm officially 13 hours ahead of you, so now I uh, I go to work at 11 p.m. over here. 13. Oh, you work 12. Uh, I was uh, 12, yes, sir. So um, okay. 10 a.m. would be 10 p.m. here. Now it's... Uh, 10 a.m. East Coast and 11 p.m. here in Bali. Okay, so you didn't do a time change. Um, well, you didn't. We you don't, didn't turn your clock ahead or back. No, we don't have time changes here, but uh, my ch- time changes according to uh, East Coast time. So, in terms of when I start the shows. So, uh, I always, okay. I always calibrate the East Coast time. Doesn't matter where I'm at; I'll be there at East Coast time. My mission is to make sure these oh, Okay, very good. So, okay. um, that sucked when I was getting doing the morning programs because, you know, I might have to get up at uh, 5 a.m. But now that I'm doing nighttime programs, it doesn't matter. So, it's all good. <laughs> okay, very good. Okay, well, praise what's God. Happen- what's happening in world history on your end? Uh, I got an alert today from the um, State Department consulate that uh, there's going to be protests in Surabaya in a few days. They expect a thousand people um, protesting outside the U.S. consulate. But um, yeah, and here in Bali, Indonesia, it's an Islamic country. Yes, sir. Uh, it's the largest in terms of population, but as those things go, Bali is pretty much insulated. So. That's all I hear in terms of reports out there, but nothing really happening here on the ground. Everything pretty copacetic. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. I haven't gotten an update from Israel the past two days, but uh, I guess they're proceeding. The news is pretty accurate, what we what you pull up on the news. I trust they go all the way and destroy every last Hamas. Uh, it's got to be done. Now, uh, running parallel to that, did you hear that 150,000 Christians have been murdered by Turkey over there in Armenia this year? No. Oh, this year. Yes, I've heard that this year. I didn't, I didn't hear of anything the past week or two. Now, wh- um, why isn't that making news also? <clears throat> well, also in Pakistan are two young people there, the young congregations we have in Fazilabad. They said it's getting very difficult now. 
the Islamics are really rising up against the Christians and want them all out of the country. Some are calling that the Christian final solution in Armenia, literally genocide. I think the uh, militant Islamic terrorists want to kill all Christians and Jews worldwide. And make room for themselves. I mean, that's the bottom line. Uh, So Israel cannot afford to back down, and uh, the church needs to begin to stand up for persecution of Jews and Christians worldwide. If not us, who's going to do it? (laughs) Well, even what we're going to talk about this morning, the church needs to stand up, period. Absolutely. We need to to stand up in the anointing, the power, the word that the Lord has given us. Yes, sir. To do. Amen. Absolutely. We'll get started. Oh, incidentally, though, you know, Americans here think they're so safe. Fox News reported the other day that the uh, the leaders of Hamas are in Cater, in Qatar, but in Cater, um, in penthouses, the real leaders. Um, then they've also tracked now a bunch of them that have left. They're in uh, Berlin, they're in Brussels, and they're in Paris. Then they said that several thousand have come over the border, and they're in the states. And uh, wow. and this is Fox News now. I mean, they've listed where they are here, and uh, they are all connected um, electronically, internet wise, with their own plans. And they've already reported, and this is news now. They've already reported. You think 9-11 was something. Wait till what we got coming next for America. You know, this is just ridiculous. What is being perpetrated on our country of America? There have been, I thought it was 6 billion. The new number is 8 billion illegals that have come in. Not, excuse me, not 8 billion, pardon me. 8 million. Yeah. If only 1% of those are radical and are actually a fifth-column military force, that means there's 80,000 hostile troops inside of our borders. Who does that? This is ridiculous. And these are people who have uh, sworn allegiance to the Islamic flag, and they care nothing about Christians or Jews. And they care nothing about suiciding. Yes, or Americans as a whole. Absolutely. And the other thing is we have three Islamic senators or representatives. Two of them now have really stood up um, pro, pro Hamas, pro, uh, pro Gaza. And this is in, in our House of Representatives and in our Senate. These are people that we elected. Um, I think one is from Michigan, and I don't know where the other one is from. I was talking to my friend in England today, Pastor David Measures. He said there was a man who's made the news. He was simply commenting on how many um, Hamas flags are going up there in England. Yes. Where did they get them all from? There were thousands being waved the other night. He asked the question. He said, you know, uh, what's up with all these flags? It's amazing how many there are. He was arrested by police. He's in jail tonight, charged with a hate crime. He didn't do anything. All he did is, is, is ask the question, you know, what's going on here? In London. Yes, sir. Oh, even in D.C. here, um, you know, what they had the other day, um, but hundreds of flags. Where, you know, the green, black, green, black, and white, where, who's making them? Where do they come from? Now, Hamas has been classified as a terrorist organization, and rightfully so. So how is it that it's a hate crime to speak out against terrorist groups? I mean... This is ridiculous. I don't know how something like that could stand, but uh, I said to my friend, what's going on? How would that guy be put in crime? How would that be considered a crime he would be put in jail? They said it is. He said the uh, the government is afraid of the uh, the mass numbers of Muslims and the fact that they may riot. So look at, look at what is going on here. 
This is just nuts. And you know, I wonder if it's not the judgment of God. Uh, because there is a time where you go too far and God says, I'm going to bring men into your country and they're going to overrun you and lift up their hand in a shout just like caterpillars. Are we at that point in time now or is that down the road? But uh, it doesn't bode well for America uh, in the days ahead if, it, if there's not a drastic repentance. And I don't know if there's going to be one in time. What do you think? You know, prophecy is current and future. So we could, we could be reading things and say, is this end times? It certainly is. It's prophetic. It was also prophetic for the day it was spoken. Um, I'm looking for something here I just read last night on Egypt. Um, but, you know, uh, in, in Isaiah, Egypt is going to side with Israel in the end times. And be a very and be a great strength to uh, to Egypt to Israel. So that's why we see that happening now. Egypt is you know protecting the gate of Gaza for its own sake. Well, so Shannon, what I would like to do this morning, and uh, kind of what I've been doing. We're going to read John chapter 14 and 15, maybe a little or 16, and highlight some verses. Uh, I heard your deliverance program uh, the other the other day. Um, you know, you have excellent speakers for deliverance. You've got good speakers for healing. But I just wanted to put a little foundation of the scripture that we can really stand on what Jesus said for us to do right now. So, okay, anything else we'd like to share? Uh, just open us up in prayer, and the mic is yours. Okay, thank you. Okay, Lord, we thank you for this time today, this morning. Lord, I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you the anointing is in the word of God, and it's in your word that we can stand on. And Lord, you have spoken so many things for us that we need to rise up to the plate in, um, where you said, well, we'll get to it in a moment, but Lord, where we, the, the strength and the, and the anointing, the power that is there for us, if we would only believe in you and believe in your word. So I thank you, Father, for mm, the release of your word today. We stand up in our hearts at the reading of your word. So, bless the time, bless Shannon and the program and all who are listening to be able to receive from you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So, in our Sunday night program, um, which uh, all of you are invited to, I will make a message on that, but we have been teaching, Pastor Lottie, Miriam, and I, we have been teaching on John 14, 15, 16, and 17, and that's the last prayer of Jesus to the Father, um, just hours in a sense before he's going to be captured, imprisoned, and led away to his death. John 14.1 says, this is Jesus speaking, let not your heart be troubled. Now the word troubled there means anxious, afraid, dismayed. Let not your heart be anxious, you believe in God, believe also in me. Now, in my Father's house are many mansions. There are many uh, places for the Spirit to habitate. This is not, you know, in the natural realm of, of a 6,000-square-foot home every one of us have. We're, we're going to be in the heavenlies in our spirit. Now, I go to prepare a dwelling place for you. Now, we go on here, and Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, I am truth, and I am life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, in the midst of this prayer, Jesus is inviting all of us to come into the heavenlies 
and have fellowship with the Father. I think we taught last week on the three mysterions, the three mysteries that Paul was revealed, was revealed to Paul in his time in the desert. Uh, the first one was that we are a new creation in Christ. And I believe we taught this last, last week, but uh, that we are not renovated. We are made brand new in Christ. The second mystery is that we now, through Jesus, have full access to the Father. That was never heard of before in the Old Testament Jewish times. The high priest could never boldly come into the temple and have access and petition God. We have full access to the Father. And lastly, it includes Jews and Gentiles. So Jesus is saying he is now the way, he is the door. And what do you do with a door? You go through a door. You don't stand at a door and gaze at it and look at it. You go through the door. Jesus is the door. He is your door into the presence of the Father. Now, he said, no one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. And Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Remember it says in Jesus, in, in, in Hebrews, that Jesus is the express image of the invisible God. If wow. you see and know Jesus intimately, you know the Father. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells, who, who lives in me, does the work. Now, Jesus said many times, I only do that which I see the Father doing. And we now are to only do that which the Holy Spirit is directing us to do. We will get into that. Now, believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for sake of the works themselves. So Jesus is saying, either believe my word, who I say that I am, or believe what I do. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Greater works. We've talked often, what are greater works? Well, one thing I believe Shannon's doing a greater work, he's communicating with thousands of people through these airwaves. Jesus didn't do that back then. Greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And verse 13, and whatever you ask, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, the Greek word ask there is actually demand. If you demand anything in my name, that I will do. Now, we are not demanding God to do anything. We're not demanding Jesus. We are putting a demand on his promises. I've often used this example. You have a very high-powered car. Maybe you have a 500-horsepower Corvette and you're going onto the expressway, and someone pulls in front of you, and you've got to get around, and you floor it. You are putting a demand on that engine to perform what it was built to do. 
you are putting a demand on the performance of that engine. Now, whatever you ask, whatever you demand in my name, that I will do. We need to really put a demand on the promises of God to be performed in our life. Now, I use perform, I don't mean a performance, I don't mean a theatrical, but we need to put a demand on the anointing, on the healing, on the deliverance, on the purposes and the plans of God for our life and for our country. Whatever you put a demand on. So, Lord, even this morning, as we're going to pray for people at the end, Lord, we put a demand on your anointing to deliver, to transform lives, to bring forth, Lord, for the spirit of revelation to come. Again, Jesus is saying, if you ask anything, and that, well, we know it's going to have to be anything according to his will. We can't ask for something that's not according to God, but anything according to his will, he will do it. Very, very clear there. Um, we will see that in a couple more verses over in chapter 15. The same thing Jesus is saying, ask me, and whatever you ask, I will do it for you. Let's continue then. So, and then now, if you love me, keep my commandments. Commandments, love God, love one another. Love God and love one another. Now, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Spirit of God, and he will abide with you forever. I think forever means forever. And that so many people are afraid that they're going to do something and the Holy Spirit's going to leave them. They might have thought something wrong and now God has left them. God is with you forever. He will abide. Now, I will pray. Here's the Father. Jesus is praying. Here's the Father. And now here is the Comforter the Spirit of God. So we have the Trinity mentioned right there in verse 16 of John 14, 16. Now, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Now, he's futurizing that because Jesus has not yet risen to the Father. Now, when Jesus died, you died in him. When he rose from the dead, you rose with him. And in the heavenlies, Jesus and the Father poured out of themselves their spirit onto the earth. That is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth. And now... We have that Holy Spirit within every one of us. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while, a little longer, and the world won't see me no more. But you will see me because I live. You will live also. And at that day, you will know that I am in the Father and you are in me and I in you. Lord, I ask for a spirit of revelation to come to all of us, that we will know, Lord, that you are in the Father, and we are in Jesus, and he, Jesus, is in us. In him, we live and move and have our being, Christ in us, the hope of glory. At that day, what day? The day of Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You will know then that I am in the Father, you are in me, and I am in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, 
and I will love him and manifest. I will reveal, I will show myself more and more to you, to him, to all of you. So Lord, I thank you again for such a revelation, Lord, that we would know that we would know that Jesus abides in us and we abide in him and that we have access to the Father, that we are now called sons of God. And as sons of God, we are led by the Spirit of God. So in the midst of things that are happening around the world now, and these are all predictions and biblical prophecies and end-time events, we need to rise up as a church with an authority, with a knowing, an inner knowing that we are sons of God, that Christ is in us, and we are in him. Wow, if we could do that, it would make such a dramatic difference. The church would start to become a power of force in America and worldwide. Now Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, look, how is it? that you will manifest yourself to us, but not to the world. And Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. And we will come to him, and we, we, who's that? That's Jesus and the Father, and we will make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who has sent me. Now, when Jesus talks about keeping his commandments, he's not talking about keeping the 613 Old Testament laws. He's not talking about keeping the dietary laws. You don't have to become kosher. You don't have to... Uh, you know, about your apparel and what you wear and your animal. He's not, he's talking about the commandments of loving God and loving one another. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. Now, verse 26, 27. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, Ruach HaKodesh, the comforter, and the word helper there in Greek is paraclete, and it means the one who comes alongside of you. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is going to come alongside of you now and be your guide, your power, your anointing, whom the Father will send in my name, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the Father will send to us this comforter, this helper, this paraclete, and he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now, Lord, I thank you, Father, that you will bring to our remembrance according to your word, even everything that we are speaking today. We will remember that you said to put a demand on your promises, on your anointing to be performed in us now. Now, verse 27, again, these are such important verses. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not. Now, that means do not allow. Do not allow your heart to be troubled, to be anxious, to be afraid, to be dismayed, to be ashamed. Do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, peace is not a feeling. Peace is not an emotion. Peace is the person of the Holy Spirit 
who Jesus is now giving to you to reside with you. Again, happiness is a feeling. Happiness is based on happenings, things going well in your life, you're happy. Troubles going on in your life, you're not so happy. But peace is of the Spirit of God. Peace is an entity. I don't know how to make this any clearer. Peace is an entity. It is not a feeling. Jesus is not giving us a feeling of, of happiness or things of tranquility. He's giving you an entity, a spirit of peace. I am giving to you. Now, if someone comes to your door and knocks on the door and says, I have something to give to you. I have a present here. And that, um, no charge for it. It's free. And he reaches out. He gives it over. And what do we do? We say, okay, thank you. I receive it. This is not so difficult, so complicated. Jesus is saying, peace I give to you. What do we do? How do we respond right now? We lift up our hands to the heavenlies. We say, thank you, Jesus. I receive your peace. I receive this entity of peace in my life. And now I'm going to speak to my heart, to my gut, not to be afraid, not to be troubled, not to be anxious. Remember, we have said, I've said for years, but especially when COVID started several years ago, do not make a, any agreement with fear. Even right now with the news and the media and what's happening in Israel, Gaza and so, do not make an agreement with fear because you're ineffective when you're living in fear. Okay. Do not make an agreement. Stay in the peace of God. Learn to have that peace, to receive that peace every day. You know, there was a time I was going through some real challenges in my life many years ago, about 20 years ago, maybe even a little bit more, 25 years ago. But every morning I would have to speak to my stomach, to my insides. I say, you be still, be quiet. I command this anxiety that's trying to come on me. I break this anxiety off of me in Jesus' name. I receive your peace. I walk in the peace of God. And I will not let my heart be anxious, afraid, troubled, dismayed. Don't allow it. You see, if you allow anxiety to come in, anxiety will rule over. It'll rule over you. It'll rule over the peace. And you'll end up in counseling. You'll end up in medications. You'll end up living in fear. Anxiety is a horrible spirit to live under. Jesus is saying, I'm giving you the antidote. I'm giving you my peace, stronger than any medication you could take. I'm giving you my peace, and I'm telling you, command anxiety to go. Make no place for fear in your heart, in your house any longer. Put a sign on your front door. Fear, you are not welcome here. Oh, anxiety, you are not welcome here. The peace of God lives here. And we will not allow anything, we will not allow sickness, disease to make us afraid. We have no fear of death. Jesus has already conquered death. It's the last enemy. For us as believers, we need to have such an understanding that death is just a crossing over into another place, into what we call the heavenlies. But we cannot be afraid. We cannot be a fear of us getting older. People getting, my, my friends, we're all getting a little bit older. And uh, it's my birthday tomorrow, Shannon. I'm getting a little bit older. Happy birthday. We're glad. <laughs> we're really glad. A, day, or a day younger anyway. 
Amen. I'm, I'm still 47. I'm just living in this older body. Amen. But we really have to grab hold of this at this time. I see so many people, and again, I'm around seniors more um, for what the work that I do. Uh, I just see so many live in fear, and they talk it. You've got to watch your words. You've got to watch your conversation. Do not let it come out of your mouth. Oh, I'm so afraid, or I'm afraid of this. I fear this and that. You, you can't talk you can't talk fear. You can't talk anxiety. It's just opening the door for it to get strong. You can't talk poverty. And, uh, you know, we have news going on that something's going to happen with our dollar. And that, well, maybe the dollar of this world system. But we don't live in the world system. Remember, we said so often in Second Peter 1, one three that God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Everything we need is already on this planet. So we cannot be afraid of poverty. We cannot be afraid of lack. I just remember the scripture often, you know, when um, Isaac Isaac planted seed and reaped the harvest uh, in the midst of famine. So no matter what goes on in the world systems, we don't have to receive it as ours. Now, pray, then peace is the person of the Holy Spirit. Peace is the person of the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, I speak again an impartation, Lord, of the revelation of the understanding of the peace of God to live and dwell in our hearts. Lord, I send peace into Israel, Lord, into the midst of it, Lord, even to Gaza, even to the, the, the lives that are in God. They can still, if they would receive Jesus, they can still live in the peace of God worldwide, Indonesia and that, and uh, in Pakistan and in India, and Rwanda, our countries that we're dealing with and Haiti. Lord, we send the peace of God. Now, you have heard me say to you, I'm going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I am going to my father, for my father is greater than I. Those are the words of Jesus, and uh, I've seen it in other translations here, and it means that. The Father is greater than I, yet Jesus says, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. And now I have told you before it comes, so that even when it comes to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. And Lord, I just pray, Father, for all of us listening Lord, that the demonic entities in this world will have no hold on us because we have the Spirit of God in us. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandments, so do I. Arise now, let us go from here. Church, rise up. Ecclesia, rise up. Saints, rise up in what you already have within you. We're not waiting for something to happen. You already have it in you. Rise up in a spirit of boldness, a spirit of strength. Start taking dominion. Start commanding, taking commandment of the places around you where God has put you, whether it's in your town, on your street, in your village, in your county, in your state, in your country. Start to take dominion. Command sickness out of your home. All sickness. Command all demonic realms out of your life and out of your home. Make no place 
And I know Shannon has done much teaching on deliverance and even make no place. Don't have any statues, don't have stuff in your house that's demonic. <coughs> you know, a few days ago we had Halloween here. And I was out that night driving and Shannon, it's just it's just incredible why parents would want to dress their kids up as demons and why they would build things, make things to scare their kids. Why would they want to have haunted houses and spooky and take their kids there so that they could be scared? And they come out, it, it's insanity. Why parents in society would even think to do such a thing. But we need to keep our homes clean and free, make no place for the devil in our lives. Amen. Now we go to chapter 15. But remember, <laughs> the Bible was originally not written in chapters. John did not sit down and write the Gospel of John and put chapters in it. It's all one letter. Chapters came many centuries later as they were writing this letter out. Now, chapter 15 then. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Many people have been going through difficult things in their lives the past years. And we can look at it as the demonic has come, you know, come against us. And, uh, you know, is God aware of this? Does he knows what's happening? Or we can look at things happening in our lives and saying, the Lord is allowing things to happen to prune us so that we will become stronger, more aware, more knowledgeable, more powerful, more able to perform his works on earth. So he's saying here, every branch that bears fruit, <laughs> you've been doing a good job, why is this happening to me? He proves that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken. Abide in me. Now that word abide means take permanent residence. In that Jesus is not a motel. You're not going for one or two nights out somewhere. He's not a vacation that you're going for a week somewhere. You are to take permanent resident in him. And I take permanent resident in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Okay, break a branch off of a tree, it'll die. Neither can you unless you abide in me. In that, God prunes away. He takes away. He prunes away wasted, time-wasting activities, destructive relationships, sinful behavior. We need to allow to bring these changes in our life, as he calls pruning. And, uh, you know, time-wasting activities, destructive relationships. You know, there's many that are holding on to relationships that are not healthy, even family relationships that are destructive. Remember, when you come to Jesus, you are adopted into a new family. And if you're living in an abusive relationship, now I'm not talking about a husband-wife, but you know, if there's abusive things in your work and in your family around you, ask God to bring change to that. Do not allow yourself to be abused. And that, Jesus, he said that, you know, do not allow your heart to be troubled, anxious, afraid. Do not live in abuse. And that allow God to bring change to your living situations. Now, that could be a physical change, could be a emotional, spiritual change. 
I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, though, you can do nothing. Nada. You're not going to be able to do anything without God. You may build a fortune in this earthly realm without Jesus, but you're not taking it with you. And it could cause so much harm to your life and family. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into fire and they are burned. Now, we can look at that fire and some say, well, that's hell fire and that. But remember, our God is a consuming fire and that. And we are thrown more and more into God and sin is burned up in our lives. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. There it is again now. Again, we've seen these verses many times, just in the past couple verses, uh, chapters. If you abide in me and my rhema words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done to you. You will ask what you desire. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You know, Shannon, I don't think we've asked enough of God for what is needed in our lives. And I like in in Psalm 2, ask God for the nations. Amen. So even now, Father, and I, you know, I have a heart for that. I see this. So, Lord, we do ask, Lord, we ask for Indonesia to be transformed. There are so many strong churches in Jakarta and in Indonesia. There are enough Christians in Indonesia to transform that nation with their words, with their faith. Lord, I ask for Israel. And Lord, I ask for the nations around. Lord, that they would be infiltrated And I hear more and more, Shannon, of the underground church that's in Pakistan. Uh, Not Pakistan, in in Iran. And although Iran is such an evil nation, there are an underground group of believers in Iran. Lord, let them rise up and transform their nation. Lord, let the church, the Ecclesia in America, rise up and change, change the political systems. Lord, bring change. And Lord, we need to have such a revelation of your will and your understanding, even here in America. Christians need to, they're just tossed to and fro. They don't know if they're leftist or rightist, if they're pro or they're against. And these are Christians. They go to church every Sunday. And yet when I hear them during the week, all I hear is confusion. Lord, let them have an understanding and a revelation. Hmm. So if you abide in me and my words abide in you, You will ask what you desire. You know, I I just, I just don't see us doing that enough. And that, and that could be for physical things, earthly things, but even for bigger things. Lord, for a fulfillment of our purposes. And one of the things that I have talked to and prayed much with those that are around my age that we all came to the Lord, many of us came to the Lord together in the 70s, that we would not pass on from this earthly realm until we have fulfilled our purposes in God. 
God has put a purpose in every one of us. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand for us to walk in. God has put a plan and a purpose and a great purpose. One of them is to know God, that you will not leave this earthly realm until you know the Father and know him intimately until you know God. So, Lord, I do ask, Lord, for for that for all of our lives, Lord, that we would fulfill God's purposes that he put within us, the blueprint he put within our hearts, that we would fulfill that before we leave this earthly realm. And, Lord, that we will run our race Our last lap, we will run our race until we complete and finish. And by this, my Father is glorified that you will bear much fruit. Now, again, that goes back to verse uh, 1, 2 there, uh, 15, verse 1 and 2, that we, we, God prunes us so that we will bear more fruit. God's will for you is to bear fruit, and so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also love you. Abide, live in, permanently reside in my love. If you obey and keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy, this is Jesus is saying, he has the joy of the Lord that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Now, again, joy is the person of the Holy Spirit. Joy is an entity. It doesn't say my happiness. My joy. You can walk in the joy of the Lord in the midst of tribulation, in the midst of problems, in the midst of great challenges in your life. And you can still walk in joy. Remember Peter and Silas in prison? And uh, they were just beaten and whipped. And at night, they just started to praise God. And the prison doors open. Okay, Jesus is saying, my joy may remain in you. Have you received then the joy of the Lord? Are you walking in the joy of the Lord? Well, let's do that again right now. So, Lord, we thank you for this gift of joy that you have already given us. So, Lord, I lift up our hands. We lift up our hands to the heavens. And we just say, I receive the joy of the Lord now. Command all oppression to be gone. We receive the joy of the Lord and that it's going to remain in you, and that your joy may be full joy, a fullness of joy. Lord, let us walk in that joy. Let the Ecclesia in America and all where this program is listened. Lord, let your Ecclesia walk in a joy of the Lord, a real joy, not a happiness, a real person of the joy and the strength, and that joy will give you great strength. Now, this is my commandment that I, and you like that, huh? I like that. Yes. and, And, you know, all we're doing is reading the Bible. We're just reading what Jesus told of us, that joy is a fruit of the Spirit. It's there for every one of us to have and to receive. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. And, you know, I just received a a Facebook thing the other day, an invitation to be one of these fellow friends. He's got over 4,000 And another one had 580,000 friends. 
I think that really gives us a distortion of what a friend is. Are you going to lay down your life for 580,000 people that you've never met, and yet you call them a friend on social media? You know, I personally believe that we only have three, four, five friends our whole life that are that close to us that you will lay down your life for, and they will lay down their life for you. You know, you are my friends if you do whatever I command. No longer do I call you servants, slaves in the Greek there actually, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things I have heard from my father, I have disclosed, I have made known to you. So, again, Jesus is coming to reside Christ in us, the hope of glory, and we have a relationship to him as a friend. Now, verse 16 and that John 15, 16, again, very important verses here. I did not choose you, I, uh, you did not choose me, but I chose you, says Jesus, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Okay. You did not choose me. You know, I thought of all of these testimonies I've heard on different programs, and, you know, I was really down and out, and I chose Jesus. And Jesus says, you really didn't choose me. I chose you, and I appointed you. This is a great verse for you, Shannon, and for me. I appointed that you will go and bear fruit, and that your fruit will remain. That's a big thing that our work in God will remain, will be permanent. And uh, Shannon, you like your friend A.A. Uh, a. Allen? Well, sure. That's a, work, that's, work, that's a work that's remained. And uh, my, my friends from back in the 70s, Kenneth Hagen and Hall Roberts and such, you know, they, they've all planted, but we can go back, back centuries before that of those who have planted works that still remain. And here it is, the same verse again, that whatever you ask my Father in my name, he may give to you. You know, that's three times now that those verses are, are told to us. And that whatever you ask in my name that I will do, the Father may be glorified. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give to you. These things I command you, that you love one another. Well, that's three times there, Shannon, in just short, a short uh, chapter and part there, that Jesus, or do we get the picture? Are we waking up? Jesus is saying, start to ask the Father in the name of Jesus for everything you need for this life to fulfill God's purposes. Whether you need radio equipment, whether you need a satellite, no matter what you need to fulfill your purposes, your ministry, what God has called you to do, whatever you need to fulfill that blueprint that he put inside of you from the foundations of the world, we need to ask the Father in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Lord, I do lift up everyone that's listening to this, and everyone listening has the blueprint that God put within them. doesn't have to be for a worldwide project. It can be for just your family and, um, and your entities and your business. But, Lord, we start to ask you, Lord, to bring forth and manifest everything that we need to fulfill God's plans and purposes for our life. And this is your word, so we can stand on it. We stand on your word. You spoke it to us yourself, Jesus. These are not just thoughts. These are not imaginations. This is the word of God. 
And so I'm just speaking, Ron, rise up, Miriam, rise up, Shannon, yes, rise yes, up. Yes. And that we need to rise up to fulfill the word of God in our lives. And he's given us the anointing, the power, the person of the Holy Spirit. He's given us the person of joy. He's given us the entity, the person of peace. Yes. To fulfill everything God has called us to do. Well, that's John 14 and most of 15. Maybe next week or two we'll go into 16 and 17, see what God has for us. So, Shannon, our time is about ending. Great word today. What would you it like to title to this? <laughs> yes, it goes fast. What would you like to title the message for the archive? Oh, let's see. We need to use ask in there. Um, ask the Father in Jesus' name. Or ask the Father. Okay, excellent. Some Very have asked good. how they may contact you in your ministry. Give out your contact yes. details. I will do that. And one of the things that we are asking for is uh, we feed 200 children every month in Haiti. Uh, also two fellowships in Pakistan and India. Our brother Joseph in Rwanda. Uh, our pastor Joseph has a great need right now. Um, his wife was in the hospital there um, with her pregnancy. Uh, had a, just, He just got a hospital bill and the uh, $2,500 for Joseph is like 25000 for us. So we need to raise some support for Rwanda and for our ministry here and all that we do. So you can contact me through uh, my website, roncohen.org, R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N.org. Very simple, roncohen.org. My email is roncohen47 at AOL.com, Ron Cohen 47, R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N, at AOL.com, and you can call me, and I do accept calls, and I pray for many people over the phone, uh, at 302-559-1766, 302-559-1766, and if I have your email, I'll invite you to our Sunday night and Wednesday night meetings that we do and our Shabbat meeting. So thank you, Shannon, and Blessed, and thank you for giving to our ministry. Uh, you can do that on, um, on PayPal and on Zelle or on credit cards, but don't forget Omega Man. <laughs> That's how you're hearing us through this program, and uh, but don't forget to uh, keep Omega Man supported. Thank you. Anything else, Shannon? It's 11 now. We got our hour. Thank you for coming on today. Once again, your website, roncohen.org. Where do they get details on your Sunday evening broadcast? Amen. Well, the best to do is just to email me or call me, and I will send you the invite because it's a call-in uh, that you need a password, a um, access code for. And let's see, we're on again for the 20th, not next 20th. Monday, but the day after. Looking forward to it. Okay, um, excellente. We love you guys. Looking forward to meeting you. Yes. And that, and stay safe. Stay in the peace of God and in the joy of God and your lovely family. Thank you. Amen. And Sister. Lord, I just lift up Shannon a moment and his family. And uh, Lord, I just speak a fortress to be built around him. Lord, like a spiritual moat. Lord, of protection of the Holy Spirit around him and his family. In Bali, in the midst of anything that might try to rise up in that nation. In Jesus' name. I receive. Amen. You know, and I'm sure the government there is going to be so protective because that country lives on tourism. The whole, all of Bali lives on tourism. They're, they're going to keep it as safe as possible. Absolutely. Uh, maybe 15 years back, there was the infamous Bali bombing, killed a couple hundred people, killed Americans, uh, many tourists, and nobody came for two years. Mm. Literally, it was as bad as during COVID-19, where nobody was coming in. So they certainly don't want that here. 
Um, it's a different landscape now. Of course, there's over 50,000 Ukrainian slash Russian refugees here. Um, in Bali or in Indonesia? In Bali. Now, when I say refugees, if they can't pay their way, they don't stay, but they find a way to make money and they're building big communities here. So, a uh, massive influx of uh, foreigners coming into this place. Very interesting what is going down here. And they're Ukrainians. A mixture, so Russian and Ukrainian. And uh, But they're not Muslim then. They're not... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, just people that want to get out of the, uh, the war over there. So, uh, Bali is primarily Hindu. And then you have Muslims, mm-hmm. Buddhist, Catholic, Protestant, animist, even some Jehovah's Witness here. So it's an mm-hmm. interesting mix of people for sure. Uh, thank you both for coming on today. Sister Miriam, you want to close us in prayer? Yes, Father God. Face this way, Mary. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And outside of you, we really don't have a life. You are our life, our hope, our joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and you give us much joy in you and through you. Thank you, God, for the time to be together. Thank you for Shannon and his life. Thank you for my husband and his words of wisdom. We love you, Lord, and we look forward to every second that we could spend in you and in your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you both. Thank you for coming on today. It's an honor to have you. Amen. Where's this recorded at, or can I get a link to it? Oh, sure. I'll send you a link uh, in an hour or two. Uh, it's on Podbean. Uh, just go to OmegaManRadio.com, and you'll see it pop up there as soon as I post it, probably in two hours. Okay, very good. But send me a link if you can. I sure Love will. Love you. Love you, too. Okay. Thank you. Love you, Shannon. Shalom, shalom. Shalom. Folks, coming up next, Michael Basham. Let me save this. We'll be right back. 